Vegan hacks in the house. What's going on? Ve- vegan hacks. So hopefully the, your backs. the new intro music has been played that I that doesn't exist yet because uh, we had a complaint. One of the creators of Vegan Hacks decided that that our intro music was too techno or something, too Euro Eurocentric, a little Euro pop. You know, maybe it's <laughs> time right. for a some, hey something that reflects the the natural ingredients in vegan food. Something like some strings, some woodwinds, the sounds of nature. Okay, maybe that will happen. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Why don't you write a song? You play the bass. You're a musician. I can play like three chords on the guitar. So, you know, like the next next year's Vegan Hacks intro music, when I get good enough at it, <laughs> might be made on my guitar. You don't have to be good to make music, Mike Keller. Yeah, the previous uh, <laughs> intro song tells us that. Oh, no, they're okay. I used the old one and the new one. I mixed it together and I don't know, okay, whatever. Okay. There'll be something new, okay? You actually heard something new. It doesn't exist right now, but it will be new and it will happen. And to satisfy the exploding ego of Mike right. Keller. Thank you for um, that accommodation. So I'm going viral on TikTok right now, this very minute. As always. Well, no, this is for all the wrong reasons. (laughs) For who you are as a person. It's my uh, non-parasitic nematode video. Oh, God, that that was triggering. (laughs) Yeah, you knew that would get the response. I got the creepy crawlies all over myself. You know, what's happening is, is that there's always an urge i mean maybe it's because i'm insane but there's always this urge to try to keep on going viral like like i just desperado for well attention. no 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 it's not well i mean I, this is sort of your job it's part of the right. game though it's, it's part, part of the, the game. game is to go viral and also i think that it's part of my brand i need to make sure that a lot of people see my content and it's like it's like you throw a big net out and then you catch, you know, a few people. You catch a few people that might be interested in veganism. Catch and, a few creepy or, or you crawlies. Stand up a giant, um, a giant tent, and then people walk into it. You know, and and I I think that sometimes you have to do kind of crazy tension getting things so people know that you exist. You're and, and, channeling okay. your inner carnival barker. I don't. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that that's important i mean I, I, right. it's part of the, the world you know if you're if you're not viral you you have to stay within a certain group i i i want to open up the um the message gonna, out you know I'm, i want to push staying it staying within my group so i'm, I'm my, talking my about nematodes self so anyway the story is okay so i last night i was like watching tiktok and then i saw this comedian online and it was like some conversation he was talking about. Oh, I don't drink kombucha now because there's nematodes in the kombucha. Or so, he said something like that. And I'm like, that's weird. So I started doing a deep dive research on it. And I realized that there's something called vinegar eels. Oh. And they're not necessarily in kombucha. They actually live in vinegar, if especially if they're in like in raw, unpasteurized vinegar. And they like to they like to live in acidy worlds and acidy places. Wow. And I mean, honestly, the ultimate survivors. Anything that's like fermented is going to have organisms in it. That's right. just the way things so, are. Wait, if you were to drink the eels 
if they're capable of living in acidic environments, does that mean they can live in your stomach acid and wriggle around in your tummy, wriggle, 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 and then eventually you'll pass them out and they'll wriggle away? That's right. So you're not actually killing them. No, um, oh, yeah, they're they're non-parasitic some... though, so they're not going to. They're not like um, the, uh, the those parasitic fish. Um, you know, the worms that live in fish, mm-hmm. where where what happens if you eat them, they'll end up sticking to your stomach and staying there and living uh, the, the lives inside your stomach. Wow. They're they're just temporary hitchhikers. Yeah, there's just people walking around that this like to eat so sushi gross. that have parasites in their stomach. Supposedly, fra- flash freeze the the fish in order to get the parasites to go away and stuff like that. But oh but uh, but obviously, when it when you're dealing with something that's a bio thing, you know, there will be situations where you know there are living organisms and. Vinegar fish, or, or what? Not vinegar fish. Vinegar um, eels. Vinegar eels might be something that that might be a part of of, of what you're having. Um, the FDA actually says that you can have a certain amount of vinegar eels when you're producing vinegar because it's the FDA a, is so lax. They're like, you can have some maggot eggs in your tomato juice. Like, uh, you can have some rat airs in your macaroni and cheese. Like, they do not mind a certain level of nastiness. Because I, I get that it's unavoidable to some extent, but please, people have a higher standard than the FDA. Oh, but but also the FDA says that you can't have these eels in finished product that goes on the shelf. Oh, so your kombucha is safe. So your kombucha is safe, and 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 in fact, but the way I did the video, the way I framed the video, manip. you manip. was like everybody's freaking out because of the vinegar eels in your kombucha. You created panic through misleading. I create the panic. No, no. I created the panic. I got the attention. Like, oh, don't worry about it. You're, you're, you're safe. (laughs) You know how um, actual real eels reproduce? How do they do it? Nobody knows. Look it up. It's like a still a mystery. That's wild. They're like, where do eels come from? Nobody knows. They're a very private um, yes. group of people. Whatever they do, they do in private. No, I mean, I think they keep have it some between notion. the sheets. You know, they yeah, do it down. They're down the down low. They, uh, look, they, I, I was exaggerating. <laughs> I'm sure scientists know something, but of all the species in the world, eels do not kiss and tell. Okay, so if you were supposed to get like some maybe back alley kombucha. All right. Mm, watch like, out for like maybe kombucha. there might be some possibility that there will be vinegar eels in your kombucha. Some kombucha shine. But these major companies, you know, that make GT and you know, uh, uh, you know, the one with the anchor, um, mm-hmm. uh, Health Aid, they're they keep it clean, man. They're not going to have worms, wriggling worms in your kombucha. So don't yeah, worry about it. Enjoy it. You have to be extra careful since it's like a bioactive food, which very few foods are. Like I think their standards have to be more exacting than almost any ones. But it's my fault because uh, I crave views and attention, and and I'm the one creating the paranoia in the world. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm adding. I'm adding to a paranoid world. All right. And then did you hear about Cats? Uh, cats the Musical? Cats Yeah, felines? exactly. What? I was Cats the Musical's coming back and uh I'm going to be Mr. Mistopheles. Oh wow. Yeah. Can I be Rumple Teaser? Yes, yeah, and then and then uh, you know, we're going to just do it on Broadway 
if they'll if they'll let us because you and know if it was not we'll do it in an alley. It was like <laughs> with with our back alley kombucha. Yeah, a back alley. Yeah, that'll be in the concession stand. And we'll have a little card like cardboard costume and we'll like dance around and sing. And it'll be fantastic. See, everything is connecting. It's like everything it's amazing. Yeah. Well, look, it's Halloween is coming up, so we can get our cat makeup at that point. I even made it kind of like a Halloween video, my my worm video. I used Halloween music and stuff like really, that, but whatever, it man. Creeped, creeped so, me out. so anyway, there was a recent study about cats and a vegan diet. Oh. And this was an English study. They studied uh, like about 1,300 cat owners. Mm-hmm. And they, fa- they found out that overall, the study found no evidence of detrimental health effects in cats that were fed a, a vegan diet. Assuming it had some taurine, right? They they kind of beat around the bush with that, but they were saying that, you know, cats are just like humans where, you know, it's good to have extra supplements. So cats are not obligate carnivores, as we've been told all our lives? Well, this is a study. This is, a, you know, a it, single there study. There is a veterinarian, a famous vegan veterinarian whose name escapes me, who has vegan cats, but I think she supplements their vegan diet with taurine you know my bestie ham uh who's vegan tried to do this she tried to get vegan food for her cats but you know they had already started on meat so she presented it to them and they just went on a hunger strike and waited her out and eventually she she cracked and gave went back to meat. the other thing was i think they also determined that the cats that were fed a vegan diet tended to be healthier than the oh, cats wow. that were fed a meat diet. Uh, meat oxidizes you. It's just bad. Rots you from the inside. All right. Well, anyway, yeah, so so maybe it's okay to have a vegan diet with our cats. That's cool. I like that. Don't you? Yeah. I love it. All Dogs, right. for sure. So do you want to talk about the, the big furor in L.A. that's happening? We can What's... go ahead and talk about it. Oh, about this hot tongue pizza? Yes. Hmm. And it's we're just deja vuing. It's just Groundhog Day all over again. Well, I mean, it's hard for these businesses to survive. Okay, let's let's talk about Hot Tongue. If you don't know about this place, this Hot Tongue Pizza. But uh, anyway, there it's it was it, the the founder of Hot Tongue Pizza a guy is a guy named Alex Coons, and he was a I, I guess he maybe still is a partner of a place called Purgatory Pizza, which is kind of a popular place, downtown LA pizza joint that was known for uh, omnivore food. So not just vegan food, but but they had a really good vegan pie. But once you've done your time in Purgatory, you graduate to heaven, which is being vegan. That's right. So he started Hot Tongue Pizza in uh, February of 2022. So it's still a relatively new business. And... Uh, Kind of, Alex is kind of like a, like a pizza guru. Oh, cool. Because there's, you know, there's like, you know, kind of YouTube channel about hot tongue and all sorts of things. But, but hot tongue was this all was, I mean, it's still, I mean, it is, well, I, I hate to talk about it in past tense because it's, it still exists as a business, but uh, Alex made this hot tongue a hundred percent vegan pizza joint. And similar to you know you know how you experienced uh, secret vegan pizza, they raise the bar. They may they make 
you know, Epicurean, high-end pizza, great dough, uh, elevated toppings, fun, kind of playful graphics, you know, kind of in-your-face style, kind of East Coasty pizza thing. You know, they do a Detroit-style pizza. They have this, you know, they they make a Sicilian-style pizza. Um, and uh, have you you haven't been? No. Yeah, yeah. So, but really, I love that secret vegan pizza. It almost, you know, secret vegan pizza had like I don't know. They, it's insane that they were selling out every time. Their prices were not super low, and still like they couldn't turn a profit. So that implies, you know, like they made the choice. I don't know if you have this uh, like devil's bargain presented to you. Like you can either compromise and sell meat or go out of business. I see. I don't think secret vegan pizza had had that presented to them but they in fact went out of business it's just sad to think you know it's we're losing there was a post on instagram that created kind of a furor mm. i might have fueled a little bit of the furor you, and I, we know you like to poke the bear no 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 i didn't really i brought attention to hot tongue in another post and it was it was it wasn't related to hot tongue situation well it sort of was it was a video i did about um mr charlie's which is oh, an i still haven't gone there it looks delightful oh yeah yeah and there's some interesting things going on it's with on mr like charlie's western or something right no no it's close to you it's on um la brea yeah so anyway mr charlie's is a mcdonald's clone Parody. and and they, they actually have three locations Gotta try it they have one in San Francisco. They just opened a Venice shop and they have the Hollywood shop and they're mm. opening one in um, Sydney. And so I just kind of the, the video kind of talks about this kind of fun little thing that they do where they do. They have a one dollar burger on wow. um, on Monday. So you go and you can get like like two one dollar burgers. You know, what two is bucks. it on today? What's it today? Oh, Wednesday. No, no. Well, today's Thursday. I don't think they have a special, but but Wednesday they have a special. I think it's like two for one chicken sandwiches, and it's nice that they have like little you know little promos to get people into the into the um, restaurant. They're an all vegan place, but they're really good at promotion. And so I'm thinking, okay, so in the video I was talking about how it's good that there's you know a vegan place that's thriving like Mister Charlie's. And and I said that there's kind of a dark time for other vegan restaurants like sure Burger Lords that decide to go a meat meat oriented and and then also a hot tongue pizza who had just announced that they were going to go ahead and put dairy on their pizza. So that's the big um situation. Are they also putting meat or just cheese? Presently they're just saying dairy, you know, but but again, I mean I, I mean it's it's almost the same thing. I mean the, No, yeah, no, I get from an ethical standpoint it's almost the same thing. I was just asking. I felt like there was a contrast between companies that maybe are making it work, like Mr. Charlie's. Not that they're hardcore vegans or ethical vegans. I mean, I'm I'm not sure where they're coming from on an ethical stance, but they have all vegan food. They're succeeding. They're surviving. They're actually multiplying and adding yeah. stores to their to you know. So they are they are succeeding with a without adding meat to their business. Maybe I with that post that had a lot of views might have brought more people to the hot tongue post where they made this announcement. Do you want to read the announcement? Sure, I'll read the announcement. Okay, this is Alex's announcement. Oh, it's hard to it's hard to read out loud. 
because I don't want to like be identified as a person doing such a thing. Uh, today, we will be introducing dairy cheese to our menu. The decision-making process behind this addition has been long and thought out. I founded this business with a vision of creating pizza that would be so good that people favoring dairy or meat would not feel at any loss. Unfortunately, attracting a non-vegan audience consistently has proven to be a much bigger hurdle than I had anticipated. The past few months have come with a considerable amount of challenges. We've been searching for explanations behind the recent decline in sales. Is it, is it attributable to the strike? Talk about Inflation, the writer's strike or the, and, the, and the, the actor's strike. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. While I understand that not everyone may be thrilled with our decision, it's important to emphasize that nothing is fundamentally changing. Uh, I think something is fundamentally changing. Our pizza will remain precisely as it has been. But now we will have the option to prepare it using top quality vegetarian cheese. Many restaurants are facing challenging times. That's true. The restaurant industry is inherently intertwined with its community. Ultimately, with this change, we aspire to become a more integral part of our own. A huge thank you to everyone who has supported and continues to support. We love you, LA. Love, Alex. You can't go after someone who's trying to save their business, and he thinks that's the, the, the solution for saving his business. But the other side of the coin is... They, they talked a big game about how vegan they were. Yeah, there was a lot of vegan messages, pro-vegan things, and then they kind of rallied around mm. the vegan community. And, and so I can understand a sense of betrayal that a lot of people had connected with, you know, the, who, who decided to, you know, go full force with hot tongue. And, and there was a lot of comments. I mean, it's, it's still generating lots and lots of comments of people that, well, people that are supportive of his move because I guess they are supportive of what he's doing. And then, and then another side of vegans feeling betrayed and pissed off that, you know, he's decided to um, go to the dark side. I think this controversy will ultimately generate sales because I had not even heard of them. And, you know, I, I eat at non-vegan places with vegan options. So if I were nearby, I would try it. Um, you know, when politicians say one thing to get elected and then once they're elected, they change their tune. Do you think that's often because they're intentionally lying ahead of time? Or do you think they intend to do what they promise, but then reality of the situation sets in once they actually have to govern and then they end up having to compromise. Of course, it depends on the situation, but isn't this kind of similar? I hope that Alex is listening to this podcast and and I'm, I'm going to tag him. So because, because I, I want this to be an even handed conversation. Um, I can tell you about my personal experience at hot tongue. Tell me. And it, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the best experience, like in a in a customer, you know, situation. I mean, they didn't know who I was, you know. So I kind of went in, and I kind of went on an off time when it wasn't like super busy. But I don't think that the reason why the businesses in trouble have to do with whether or not they put dairy on their pizza. I really think it had to do with customer service. Ooh. And and I'm both. not saying that in a in a in an extreme way and 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 the situation too was you know I 
when I go to places, okay, vegan places, you know, I don't make a big deal of like, hey, I'm Vegan Hacks Pod. You know, I'm the guy that, you know, makes those, you know, these things. I just, you know, I walked in, I felt, immediately felt like I was kind of not, almost like a nuisance. Like I didn't feel like 100% welcome. I was like one of the only customers in the place. And the person working behind the counter didn't seem to be too enthused customer service wise. Now, now this is a one-time thing, right? You, as far as we know, this was, this, was, this was my one experience. I've, I've had the pizza yeah. other times, like at other, at a, I had the pizza at another place. I, I tried, someone had some pizza and I tried it, you know, before, and I knew the plate, the pizza's good. The pizza's really good there. And sometimes I guess if the food is so freaking amazing, maybe you don't need good customer service. You could be like the soup Nazi. I don't know. You know, all I know is like, this is an omnivore spot. You know, I go to uh, Hank's Bagels and they hire the best people that run those registers and those places. They're very, very nice. They're, they, they understand customer service. And, you know, I guess because maybe Hot Tongue is a small place, you maybe the pizza maker guy, who maybe are a little gruff and maybe a little rough. Mm-hmm. They're in the they they do two things. They they make the pizza and they make the pizza really well because they're yeah. great pizza makers. But they also do the customer service and they don't have the same, um, I don't know bedside manner. But okay, so maybe they were just having a bad day that uh, one day. Yeah. So so I ordered I ordered like maybe four or five piece slices of different types of pizza. And asked if they if they could heat it up. They heated up the pizza. They didn't heat it up all the way. They like heated. It was like not, you know, that some of the vegan. Yeah, you know, it it was like lukewarm. It. You know, um, it, it, I I needed some plates. I asked for some plates. I just felt like I was putting them this person out for that particular customer's. And and I I think it like situationally wise. That's part of the business is customer service, being able to serve your customer in a certain way where they're comfortable. And, and again, it wasn't a big deal. I did a video for, I did a video that, that promoted hot tongue. And it was like one of those videos where I didn't really talk too much about the service or my experience. I just talked about, Hey, it's a, you know, really cool place. The the pizza's really good. You know, I just, I, and I focused in on the, the, I, you know, Oh, hot tongue's great pizza's great you know i didn't mention the customer service issues but the other situation was if my experience was better i probably would have made a longer video i would have spent more time there i wouldn't if i was in the area maybe i would get more pizza there right i go to heart house a lot and maybe it's because uh, you know i i never really cared about customer service i don't care if they're rude to me or nice it doesn't matter as long as the food's like clean whatever you can have whatever vibe you want but i did notice hard house has like overwhelmingly friendly employees and uh, i do go back there a lot for example okay when when the when the when the the pizza was heated it wasn't heated all the way it was still kind of cold and so i made sure that i saved a piece to heat it so i could actually taste the pizza hot and it was so much better. So I had, I took the pizza slice home. I heated it a little bit in the air fryer and made sure, you know, it was like crusty and the vegan cheese was a little melty. And I took so it by like, they're not putting their best foot forward. And I'm like, wow, it's night and day. This is a, this is a wonderful pizza. It must be really good if they make it from scratch. So yeah, it's great when you make 
excellent pizza. You're one of the top pizza makers. But still, in this environment, marketing, customer service, all these other things are something that make your business succeed. Not yeah. just, oh, let's do something extreme like adding cheese. I'm sure that's one factor, but I, I bet also a lot of customers just walk, you know, I, you know, the, the like omnivore hostility, they walk in, they're about to order. They're like, wait, I can't get real cheese. And they're like, no, sorry. And then they walk out. And after that happens enough times, uh, you know, and then you start looking at the balance sheet and it's like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can survive this way. You build an audience, and if you build enough audience, then you don't have to worry about every carnivore or sure. omnivore that you can get. You can get that pizza down the street, other places. There's other yeah. places that have cheese, cheese with their pizza. I'm just saying right. again, I could be totally wrong. I'm just telling you about my personal experience of, of the place. I'm sort of a unicorn coming into a place where I could help promote the place. But it was it was something that was in the back of my mind every time I thought of Hot Tongue was like, oh, if I go there, are they going to just kind of like shrug their shoulders and kind of like roll their eyes and not be happy that I'm there, as, you know, just as a customer? You know, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, again, maybe it was just me. Maybe I didn't fit the demographic of the place. Maybe it's just that one person had gotten bad news that day. Who knows? Yeah, no, 100%. But anyway, uh, so do you want to uh, read some vegan outrage? <laughs> if you wish, yeah, I'll read some vegan outrage. Uh, let's see. What do, they, what do they say? Seems like more of a marketing problem than a lack of dairy problem. So that one is a different person who seems to agree with you. It's so rough for restaurants. So many restaurants have had to close their doors. I will definitely continue to support the vegan side because your vegan pizza is fire. So that's a supportive comment. Been a huge fan of y'all's, and it's disappointing to see y'all go the way of burger lords, throwing the animals under the bus for money. Dairy is a cruel industry that exists through rape and infanticide, and it won't improve your profits. This choice just alienated a large portion of your customer base of ethical vegans. It's sad to see you don't share the same ethics. Buy, and then the person put a little peace sign. Mm, one more? Yes, sir. Burger Lords, and now you guys too. We literally stopped here two weeks ago before putting on slash attending an animal vigil with a large group of people as animal rights activists to support a, quote, vegan business. You messed our order up too. Oh, there's more in your, uh, more of like what you experienced. But because we care and want to support, we said nothing and enjoyed what we received. It's becoming incredibly clear that supporting, quote, unquote, vegan businesses not owned by vegans isn't the move. Building your brand off of veganism only to then cater to what's killing slash torturing animals on our planet. A dairy cow is arguably treated and tortured worse than a cow raised for meat alone, and ultimately still killed in the end for meat. Not going to be visiting any more after this news, but you've lost your original core audience. Bad move. Peace sign, thumbs down emoji, uh, like no smoking sign but without the cigarette, cow, cheese. Uh, you know, I, I don't um, like disagree with these sentiments. Yeah, I, I just think that, though, that there's a little bit of, um, I don't know, maybe double standard. Some of these same vegans that are making comments, again, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this one with that's going to a vigil seems like they're pretty hardcore and they want to, you know, go to a 
all vegan establishment and they, they seem to be totally focused in on doing that. But I would say that some people that are outraged might go and get a crunch wrap at Taco Bell or might get a Whopper at at uh, um, at Burger King, an impossible Whopper. And, and 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 so they're supporting supporting these other establishments. And then you have this other business that did a pivot, you know, and yeah. uh, and so uh, and it's a small business that's trying to survive. Go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. You you have a higher standard for your family than for like strangers. So, I, you know, to some extent, if people felt this bond with the business to begin with, like, oh, we are simpatico, we share the same values. I, I you now like hold them to this this uh you know parasocial relationship yeah, if your family you, you put up with crappy Bell. service <laughs> yeah exactly like like what both you and that commenter experienced um and you know this pivot is almost like them saying like no we're not actually family we're, we're a business and it's a transaction well not just that but yeah we're gonna we're gonna bring other people into the family that you don't like don't share your <laughs> values yeah hot tongues different than burger lords because burger lords kind of rode the plant-based gravy chain <laughs> they they really focused in on plant-based but they they were never outspoken about veganism or about no, about the meat, movement they had meat restaurants like the, it was just let's try this mar this like market segment so so mike when it's time to get some pizza and you're in the air Silver Lake area, will you go to Hot Tub? You know I will. Like I, Again, every vegan pizza is another cow saved. And ultimately, I go at other restaurants that have different options. And I can only really control myself. So I'll just take the vegan option and do my best. I mean, if it was a situation where there was an all-vegan pizzeria... And then hot tongue next door. It, I would go into the all vegan pizzeria. Sure, but that's that the, doesn't the, exist. Yeah, so you know, we do the best we can. And that's the situation. We live with this person's decision and un are unhappy about it. But you know, I will support the business and go get their pizza. But still be unhappy that they're they're they have dairy cheese on there yeah food. i mean ultimately it's just like a grocery store the more people who order the vegan option the more vegan option they buy from the supplier the you know the more people who order the other thing like vote with your feet right like the 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 more they order the dairy the more dairy they buy so we you know we want to encourage any business within you know to go in an ethical direction in as much in so far as we can Here's the question. Say, you know, the hot tongue, they're looking at their P&L report every month and they see like, OK, we're kind of operating at a loss. Uh, we could go out of business or we could change something. Now, I, I get that you're saying like change the customer service and that should be enough. I don't know if it would be enough. So the question is, what should they do? Should they make this decision for the against the cows or should they just close? Doing something drastic like adding cheese to an all vegan restaurant, you know, is definitely an extreme pivot. Right. Does open your restaurant up to maybe more sure. um, more customers. But maybe uh, 
the situation isn't that. You don't need to open yourself up to more customers. Yeah. You just need to bring the customers that love you to keep on coming back. Discounts. I think they did something like a discount. They, I think they did like $3 pizza slices on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They had, well, they had a little discount run. Might not might mean you know you're basically losing money to get people in the door for the future i don't know he, yeah, here's the, i mean let's let's lost leader yeah let's make my little theoretical even more uh specific say you're looking at your balance sheet you're operating at a slight loss every month and then you take a tally of all the people who walked in said oh there's no real cheese and walked out and you calculated based on the average price of a pizza how much more you'd be making if they stayed and you see like, Oh, that's the difference between staying in business and going out. That's the difference between a loss and a profit. You also have to subtract the vegans that decide never yeah, to go see, again. There you go. You have to subtract the <laughs> vegans who you just alienated because you're not going to keep them all. Uh, running a business is really hard. I, I don't, you know, it sucks. It, it, the whole, the situation sucks. What you, what would be good is if there were more vegans and then there would be no problem. So, you know, you would be able to sustain an all vegan business. And yeah. And they're making, I mean, the, the, the quality of the pizza that they're making is undeniably excellent. Do we know that the quality of your food is not necessarily directly correlated to the business outcomes. Cause we know that like McDonald's makes crappy food and they're like the dominant fast food chain for Ever. Well, it's also Perhaps. price too. People, you, yeah, well, price. you people go to McDonald's because, well, the, they would think it's cheap. It's getting more and more expensive, right? Anyway, all right. Well, well anyway, we I think we talked this out. Well, what yeah, are we gonna do? Because <laughs> we just keep Groundhog Daying. It's like every day there's a, the same. It just I, I'm at a loss. I are we wrong? Is this not the ethical thing to do? Uh, am I on planet like Bizarro Land? Is this not right? I, I, I mean, I think it is, but how? It's, how is it yeah. that we're losing numbers? It's also like we're watching the same movie. Like, like if there's a movie stuck in the VCR or DVD player mm-hmm. or something, and you have nothing else to watch, and and it just keeps on playing over and over again, 80s. and we can't stop it. We can't. <laughs> and we're in the eighties. There's yeah. no internet. <laughs> we yeah, just have to watch right. the same VHS you have to, tape. Have to keep on watching the same movie where where a business decides to sell animal parts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, young man. Well, uh, and you're, I, I understand you're going on some major uh, trip. You're going out into the world. Where are you going, going? To Argentina and Brazil. Wish me luck finding food. These are both places that are known for like having meat on skewers. So I want you to do something different, Mike Keller. You want me to go out of my way and find a vegan food place? Not just that. I want you to do some what you call research. Okay. And find some really excellent vegan places, like say in Argentina. And I also want you to do something too. Here's another thing. I want you to shoot some video of it, okay? okay, So I can share it with the audience. Okay. I know that sounds like something impossible, something that you've never done before. Insurmountable. Yes, I'll, I'll, now that you reminded me right before the trip, like I have no excuse, I'm going to make an effort. 